Welcome to the PDX Small Business Network podcast. Listen in as we interview small business owners in Portland, Oregon and the surrounding area. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the PDX Small Business Network podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Today, I am interviewing Emily from Oaks Park. If you're not from Portland and you don't know what Oaks Park is, it is the local amusement park slash roller skating rink, and it's so cool. And they just released a brand new roller coaster called the Adrenaline Peak, and it's so awesome. This interview, we interview Emily. She was so kind to come on to the show. I think you guys are totally going to love this, and it's going to make you want to scoop up the family and take them to Oaks Park ASAP. Before we dive into that, I want to tell you who I am. My name is One Click Lindsay, and I'm with TrafficAndLeads.com, a local firm here in the Portland, Oregon area, offering all sorts of digital marketing goodies. If your website or your business needs more traffic and leads, make sure you reach out to us today. We can help you with pay-per-click, SEO, email marketing, landing pages, webinars, Facebook, Facebook ads, social media advertising, all those things that will digitally drive traffic and leads to your small business today and make a huge difference for you. We can drive these leads to your business and help you close them. So make sure you reach out to us, trafficandleads.com. So there's that. Next, I want to talk just a little bit because I know many of you are small business owners. Please be aware on May 25th, GDPR, which stands for General Data Protection Regulation. GDPR. Now, this is a European privacy law that basically talks about how you need to protect the data of your website visitors. I just want to, I'm not an attorney, and I recommend if you're concerned about it, that you do reach out to an attorney to make sure all of your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. But in general, I can tell you what you need to do to make sure you're following this law, especially if you're doing business outside of the United States. So number one, a lot of people are like, well, I have a Facebook pixel. Am I breaking GDPR? The answer is, from what I understand, is that Facebook actually handles that. When people sign up for Facebook and they agree to Facebook's privacy policy, you are in turn saying, yes, uh, people, I'll be going to websites, they may be pixeled, um, and Facebook kind of handles that piece. So there's nothing you need to be worried about, even though uh, Facebook is in a way kind of like using people's data so you can market to them. We're actually not collecting any of like their name and all of that via the Facebook pixel. So you should be just fine with the Facebook pixel. However, I recommend you look closely at your email list and make sure that it came from people actually wanting to opt in. You didn't steal the email addresses uh, that they double opted in. If you don't know what a double opt-in is, essentially people come to your website they and you're offering them a freebie or an irresistible offer and they say, yes, I want to download that. You send them an email to confirm that that is who they say they are before you send them the PDF. And once they click on it, yes, this is me, this is my email address, then you can send them the PDF. That is called double opt-in. Sure, you're going to lose some email subscribers that way because they don't want to jump through the hoops. But if people aren't wanting to jump through the hoops, you don't want them on your list anyway. That's number one. Number two, if you have a shopping cart and you're automatically or any kind of cart, if you're automatically checking, yes, please send me your monthly newsletters, I recommend not defaulting that check to yes, allowing the website visitor make that choice for themselves. Yes, they are literally hitting the check mark. I do want to receive your weekly newsletters. And finally, if you're getting kind of um, paranoid, if you go to CNN.com, 
bottom left-hand corner, this is just a great example of this. Um, there's this little thing called a toast or a snack bar. I know it's a cute little name, right? That shows up on the bottom left-hand corner of CNN that basically says, our privacy policy is this, we're collecting cookies, like all of the important legal jargon. And that's just showing up in the bottom left-hand corner. So for our clients that do work outside of the USA, we're definitely putting that on the website so that people are fully aware of the privacy policy. I'm sure many of you, your email boxes have been inundated with, we've updated our privacy policy. Please check it out. This is all happening because of the GDR or PR regulations that's happening that go into effect on May 25th. So that's why you're getting them. I also recommend looking at your privacy policy, making sure it's GDPR compliant. So I know all this legal jargon, but I wanted to make sure you guys were fully aware so you weren't breaking the law. So there you go. Let's dive into this episode with Emily at Oaks Park, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Emily, welcome to the show. So excited to have you on today. Thanks. Excited to talk with you. Yes. Yeah, so tell tell me your role over there at Oaks Park. I'm the luckiest person at Oaks Park because I'm the party person. I thought the roller so, coaster tester was the luckiest person. No, I'm only if it's not the first person. Yeah. So I'm our events and promotions manager here. So advertising, parties, events, fun antics of all kinds. That's pretty awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's start, let's start at the beginning. Can you tell us just a little bit about Oaks Park? Maybe people haven't been there. They don't really know about it. Did Portland have an amusement park? I don't know. Just kind of give us the down low on Oaks Park. Absolutely. It's amazing because most people in Portland at some point in their lives have been here and there's a lot about us people don't know. We are the oldest continually operating amusement park in America. So we opened in 1905 and have been open every season since then. And uh, we were built by the Oregon Water Power Commission as this big destination in 1905 for residents of the swanky upscale town at that time, which was Oregon City, to come into poor, lonesome little Portland on weekends. (laughs) And um, it worked. It was a big hit. If you bought your your trolley ferry money, you got to uh, come to the park for, I think it was like five cents or something, (laughs) your admission into the park if you rode the trolley. We also had ferries across the river that came here um, from the suburbs of Portland at that time. And as Portland grew up, it grew up right around us. And we're now located um, in one of the most vibrant neighborhoods of the Portland area. Wow. That is such a cool story. So mm-hmm. what is like, what does that mean that you guys are the longest continually operating amusement park in the United States? Like that sounds like a big deal to me. That's it is a big deal. Um, yeah. There are plenty of amusement parks as old as we are, but what sets us apart is through all the the things that have happened in this country. So the depression, the wars, the recent economic downturns we've all had to face. Oaks Park has never had to close its gates. So while other parks are as old or older than we are, they've had periods where they had to shut down and then would reopen when times were better. Portland loves Oaks Park, has always loved Oaks Park. And through it all, our neighbors have kept us going. That is so cool. I love it. So you were telling me pre-interview a little bit about how it's set up. So 
Um, tell us like, so you guys are ran by a board of directors. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So the park was, like I said, originally owned by the order Oregon water power commission. And then a family who they hired to run the park in the very early days, the Bollingers bought out the operation and owned the park up until 1985, at which point Bob Bollinger, who was the current owner, decided he wanted to make sure that Portland would have this amusement park forever and that it would stay true to itself forever. And so he made it a nonprofit um, with a board of directors, which we have a great board that comes from all aspects of, of life in Portland to help us and, and give us resources and guide us and all of that. Um, so that is how we operate today is as a nonprofit historical site. Awesome. Now, from what I was reading on your website, so the roller skating rink is technically part of Oaks Park, Let's right? Talk about roller skating. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> yes, it's like my roller skating. Yeah, so it's kind of unique. Um, plenty of amusement parks out there. Not many amusement parks with a totally world class roller skating rink, which we have. And the our skating rink was built one year after the amusement park opened. So nineteen. Oh, it's that old? Wow. It is that old. One of the oldest in the country. And kind of historically at that point, roller skating was this big cultural craze in the kind of mid-Edwardian era. Everybody was donning their fabulous wares and getting out there and skating <laughs> with the ladies. You know, that's what it was all about. <laughs> that's how you think of and, ladies. <laughs> yes, totally. That's, it's always been about that. still about that. Um, our skating rink is the largest west of the Mississippi, one of the biggest in the country. Um, and it is one of the most world famous roller skating rinks for people who are in roller skating world, which I am. I'm a competitive skater as oh. are my children. Um, wow. You, anywhere you go, you're like, oh, I skate for Oaks Park Skating Rink. People are like, no way. Oh my really? gosh, I've heard about that rink. Yes. It's beautiful. It has a huge 100 by 200 foot maple floor that was built with a technology that does not exist anymore. Um, they like superheated the boards and bent them into place. So everything fits together perfectly. It's perfectly smooth, perfectly level, which for a skating aficionado, is it's like heaven. It's paradise. You come here and you're like, oh my gosh, how could I ever skate anywhere else ever again? Like, you, like you'll go to other rinks and you literally will notice a difference. Oh, totally. Easily. Um, wow. Like we just got back. The national championships for uh, roller skating is in the summer, July and August. And we just got back from that not too long ago. And we go to nationals as oak skaters. And you're like, whoa, this floor sucks. I can barely do this. Wow. Because we're so used to such a perfect floor. It's amazing. Now, not to go, not to go like off on a tangent, but how did we, how did we do at the nationals? It was a hard year. Um, both my oldest daughter and I are multi-time national champions. My youngest or my oldest daughter has been national champion at 14 years old, like 18 times. She's fantastic. Her first event, she took a fall and hit her head, which is an occupational hazard of oh, roller skating, the kind yeah. we do. And she got a concussion and had to withdraw from everything. So it was a tough year. We got to stay and all of our skating friends from around the country were super supportive and sweet to her. And already she's like wanting to hit that training hard for next year. So, wow. Thanks for the update yeah. on that. That's very yeah. cool. Um, okay. So roller skating is definitely part is like one of the staples of Oaks Park and we can have birthday parties there. We can go and learn how to skate there. Mm -hmm. Like all sorts of things can happen over there, right? You got it. One of the real kind of rites of passage in Portland has become having a party here. And 
I don't know any kids who at some point growing up don't have that classic roller rink birthday, you uh-huh. know, where they're inviting the whole class and they're holding Johnny's hand during the couple skate and, you know, the whole now, thing. Do you, yeah. Do you like play slow music and we hold hands and, and skate oh, yeah. around, right? Okay. We still do the old skate specials. We have all skate where everybody skate around. Then we have couples and, trio <laughs> and, and the hokey pokey and all that classic stuff. It's just like a time machine in there. You go in and it's like 1985 all over again. I perfect. love it. Um, But the other thing that really every Portland kid experiences is the end of the school year party, which we have a program with Portland Public Schools and with the um, outlying school districts where for a super discounted rate, they can bring all of their graduating kids at the end of the school year, usually fifth grade and eighth grade before they move up. And they come for a day of fun in the amusement park and do all the rides and they're eating the curly fries with their friends. And it is such a part of Portland culture. If you grew up here, everybody reminisces, even, you know, mid thirties now talk with my friends and we're still talking about that party in the eighth grade when we got to come down here without our parents. It was the greatest. (laughs) So cool. That's awesome. And you're planning on, and Oaks Park is planning on carrying that tradition on for many, many, many more years. Oh, I think we would have to, otherwise it would just be school children overrunning the place. So yeah, continue that. All right. Yeah. So next topic, which one I'm really excited to talk about, which is the amusement park rides. Yeah. Now you mentioned something when we uh, scheduled this interview about something new that's coming. I'll turn the, Uh-oh. I'll let you announce it. Oh, it's the big excitement. So we are getting a brand new super extreme roller coaster opening spring of 2018. And it is a big leap up for us. We our family amusement park. We definitely want to cater those rides so that the whole family, little people, old people, everybody can come and enjoy the rides. We decided with this one, we're going to take it a little more extreme. So it might appeal kind of to those older kids, young adults. It is going to be totally fantastic. And right now we are having a naming contest for oh. it. We're going to, we, I've already gotten like 4,000 submissions for oh, name it. ideas. <laughs> Uh, and I have to say, Coasty McCoast Face, it's been done. <laughs> We've gotten like a million of those. We will be choosing a name and then that winner will get a $500 gift card. Plus the glory of for the next 20, 25 years that we have this ride will be, hey, I named that. That, so is, that so is super cool. fun. That is and let me so tell you, cool. Let me tell you a little bit about the ride itself. So it starts with a vertical lift that takes you up to 97 feet, I think it is, somewhere in there. And then it is a past vertical drop. So you're going straight down and past vertical and then into a loop and then there are two more inversions. So a total of three upside down moments where our current coaster, which sadly we have to retire just because of space issues, the the looping center will be closing September 24th. It only has one loop. So we got this big drop. We have three loops. We are moving up in the world. We're excited. (laughs) Wow. How does it feel? Okay. There's two questions that I want to ask. The first Uh is how does it feel that you, so how long has the current roller coaster been there? Um, actually, it opened in 1996, which is my second year working here. So for me, I'm a little sad. It's my old friend. Like, we yeah. together. But we have kind of an interesting limitation. People always ask us, why don't you expand? Why don't you grow? Portland is growing. We are situated in between the Willamette River on one side and then a protected wildlife refuge on the other. And so growing space-wise, not a possibility for us. So that's the why of that. But we want to keep things fresh. We want to bring in new, exciting things. And in order to do that, we have to sometimes retire old favorites. And so kind of in mourning a little bit to say goodbye to the Looping Thunder, as is most of Portland. But 
as soon as a new one opens, we're going to be like, Whoa, okay, bye, Big Thunder. No problem. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> I got a new hot one right here on, yeah, my, exactly. on my arm. What about, what was the process like picking out that roller coaster? Were you part of that or was that outside of your your um, special? Really, it's come down to our operations manager, uh, George Kolababa, who just recently became our new CEO because sadly our longtime wonderful CEO, Joe Norling, passed away over the summer. Um, George really was the instrumental guy in that. And he, let me tell you a little bit about George, because he's marvelous. He's worked for Oaks Park for 25, 30 years, somewhere in that range. And he's really been the head guy who's over all of the operations. And he's in his 70s and looking to retire soon. And this is kind of his swan song project. This is, he's wanted to bring something more extreme, something that Portland has never seen before to the park. And, And he really is the driving force that made this happen. He traveled to other parks all around the country, trying things out, seeing what he thought would fit, really did all the research, and then brought it back to a team here um, to, to present which one he thought was the best. Everybody was right on board with it. And now we get the fun of, you know, picking the colors and the theme and the naming contest and all that stuff. That is so cool. Okay. So that's spring. That's next spring, spring 2018. Yes. And hopefully fingers crossed, you know, it has to come from Europe. It's being constructed in, in Europe and then put together here. So as long as everything goes according to plan with shipping and all of that business, we're hoping to have it open by uh, the beginning of our spring break kickoff next spring. Awesome. Now, um, let's talk about hours for a minute. You guys, are you, you're not open all winter, are you? The skating rink is open year-round. The amusement park is open spring break, so Portland spring break, which is usually third week of March-ish, through the end of September. Um, given that we are, you know, rainy, rainy Portland, Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We get asked all the time is like, oh, you must be closed because it's raining, and we are open rain or shine. So it's Portland. If you can't do it in the rain, you can't do it at all. So yeah, you may as well stay. Or, yeah, you may as well not live here, right? Exactly, and really, this, it turns into a water park when it rains. Bonus, no problem. And, and is that hard? Is that hard on the rides? Like, the, there's so much rain no. here. Or there's kind no, of no. There's that? A, no, no, no problem at all. Um, the only ride that can't operate in the rain is the big pink slide. Everything else has no problem operating in the ride. My kids lo- uh, are in the rain. My kids love coming when it's raining because there's no lines. And yeah. they bring their own towel, wipe it off, and when oh, the ride geez. is going, you're, you're screaming and freaked out. You don't even feel that you're wet until you stop. <laughs> that is so awesome. Okay, yeah. let's end let's end the conversation a little bit with um, talking about Chipper the Squirrel. What do you have, what, what what can you tell us about him? Okay, Chipper is the greatest mascot ever. For starters, <laughs> <laughs> how many businesses do you know who have a mascot that's a squirrel? <laughs> no, so that's none. a good thing. <laughs> The one that always people get confused about, Chipper has been around for since the 40s, been around a long time. And whoever picked the name Chipper the Squirrel, it's a darling, but people always assume it's a chipmunk because as soon as you say Chipper, they're like, oh, Chipper the Chipmunk. We're like, no, it's Chipper the Squirrel. But that's one good way. We have, you know, Portland is really growing. We've got a lot of new people from out of the area. That is one way to tell a, an authentic Portlander is they know it's a squirrel. That'll be the first thing. They're they're out there correcting people. I'm like, nope, no Californians. It's not a chipmunk. It's 
there'll be a quiz at the end of this. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's really cute. He, he goes to all kinds of things. There's a great organization in Portland that does um, fundraising and support for kids with cancer. And we've been doing a lot with them lately where they like to bring mascots into the local hospitals and that kind of stuff. So Chipper has had the opportunity to go and do that. And you'll see him on Midway a lot at every birthday party. Every single birthday party has Chipper the Squirrel come and visit. That is so awesome. I love it so much. Okay. Um, I'm going to turn. I know there's like so much we could talk about. We can talk about <laughs> the rides, the mini golf, the picnics, the birthdays, like the community stage, all of these. But uh-huh. honestly, I've taken so much of your time. I'm going to turn the time back over to you. You know, take a couple more minutes to tell us something that I didn't ask you that we definitely need to know about Oaks Park. Okay, sure. So just from what you just said, it brought to mind um, our picnics are a big deal here. Over the course of season we'll do 800 or so private picnics in our rentable picnic areas we have 22 of those lots of family reunions birthday parties graduation parties and lots and lots of company picnics but my favorite aspect to that is really staying true to our roots which is we do a lot of cultural festivals so like last weekend the arab american cultural organization was here um we do an Oktoberfest every year last night we had the um, muslim end of ramadan celebration here and when when Oaks Park was opened, the world and Portland was much more segmented. So a whole neighborhood would be of German descent, a whole neighborhood of Indian descent, a whole neighborhood of Chinese descent. And those neighborhoods would book picnic spaces down here and come as a whole neighborhood to celebrate their culture from the inception of Oaks Park. And that is something in recent years that we have really seen a resurgence in is that these cultural organizations are coming here to have an event both for people to get to know their culture from outside of their culture and within to have a safe, happy place to come and celebrate who they are and where they come from. And we love that. So Mm -hmm. for for us, that has been a beautiful thing the last few years that really harkens back to the days when we open and we are striving hard to continue and grow with more groups. Wow. That's awesome. Well, like I mentioned, you guys have so much going on. Probably the best way for us to follow you around would be your website, oakspark.com or your Facebook page, I'm guessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Either one. Get on there and you'll find out all the info and wave hi to Chipper the Squirrel and all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being a guest on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having us. There you have it, folks. That was a really awesome episode, right? Yeah. So if you enjoy the PDX podcast, please make sure you go and leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or even on our Facebook page. That would be really awesome. So we know that you're listening and that you enjoy the PDX Small Business Network podcast. And remember, if your website is sitting dead in the water and you need more help generating more traffic and leads, reach out to us today so we can tell you how we can help your small business do that through digital marketing. It's so powerful and we can help. We help businesses all over the world in all different niches. So make sure you reach out. Again, that's trafficandleads.com. Until next time, this is One Click Lindsay. We'll see you guys later. Bye.